Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Today I have with me Lieutenant General Ravi Shankar retired, and he has been looking at this Agnipath scheme very critically, and he is going to suggest some things that will perhaps be a win-win for everybody, the contestants, the army, and the government, who each of them are looking at it from different angles. So let us welcome Lieutenant General Ravi Shankar and see what he has to say. We're going to have a PowerPoint presentation that we will walk you through, and General Ravi Shankar will give his inputs on that. General Ravi Shankar, Namaskaram, and welcome to Pegu. Namaskaram, and thanks a lot uh, for inviting me on this show once again. Um, like you said, the Agnipath is uh, hot, literally hot, burning hot. Uh, and there are a lot of different perceptions all around. Uh, and I think uh, we need to have clarity as to where we are going. And what we'll try and do is uh, see how it can be tweaked, the current scheme, so that, like you rightly said, we should end up with a win-win situation for all. Yes, indeed, sir. And with your permission, we can start the PowerPoint whenever you say, yeah. sir. Yeah, right. Uh, thanks a lot. What we're going to do is uh, we'll go through a modified Agnipath scheme. But before this, let me give a small preamble. I've been, you know, working on this uh, Agnipath model for the past uh, about two months, ever since figures have been coming out in public domain. Uh, first, initially, they said that it will be a uh, three-year model, then they said it will be a five-year model, then it will be a combination of three to five years service with, you know, 50-50 going out and 50% uh, uh, in the regular stream. Now they've said that it will be a four-year model with 75% going out and 25%. So, all this has happened in the past two months. Right. And the exit policy gave focused, I think, more on the financials then on the other you know issues which uh, probably uh, you know affect the mind of a youth who seeks stability who league, who looks at long term issues it's his future for us it's a it, it, for us it might be a problem for him it's his future and that is why the things have come out in this whole thing i think some balance has been lost uh, so till about yesterday, I was uh, picking holes in this whole scheme. And I was looking at it from operational point of view. And then when I saw the sentiment on the street, you might say that it is politically motivated. Uh, you know, it has been instigated, all that. But fundamentally, people are not happy. The rest are all add-ons. So some aspirations of the youth have not been fully met by this scheme. Uh, so there is a bit of an imbalance. Right, and that's what we'll do. We'll see what the imbalance is. We'll see how to modify it. Uh, could I have the presentation? Right. What we'll do is, uh, we'll go through the modified Agnipath scheme and see what we can do and what we can achieve. Right. Next. Okay. Look at the triangle on the left. You see, between the national objectives of the scheme, the aspirations of the youth and the organizational effectiveness of the armed forces, you need a balance. For that matter, this is a transformative scheme, as everyone has said. I have no doubt about it. The point is, if you don't have this balance, 
this transformation will be for the worst. Right? If you look at the right, okay, if you expand everyone into each other's territory, now they are almost in a mutually exclusive kind of a zone. You need to homogenize them and have adequate intersections so that they are in balance. Right? It's about a little give and take. And it's a lot of a thing as to how you change your perception. Because I think in this entire story, the perception battle is uh, being lost by every participant, whether it is the government, the armed forces, or the uh, youth. Right? Everyone's perception of the other is going a little awry. Okay, next. Okay, what are the objectives, in my view, what are the objectives of this, uh, uh, you know, Agniput scheme? We, I'm going back to the basics. Unless we get this basics clear, right, we'll not move ahead. First is, of course, we need to reduce the pension bill. The pension bill is slowly going up and up and up. There will be a day when our entire defense budget might only be the pension bill. Right? So, we need to reduce the pension bill. It is indisputable. Next, you need to reduce your age. You need to have your armed forces with a younger profile. Right? Again, indisputable. You need a young army. You need a forward-looking army. You need an army which can handle the technology which is coming into the war. Uh, battlefield. Okay. So, again, there's no doubt about it. But in doing so, when you do whatever you want, you have to retain operational effectiveness. That balance cannot be lost. And let me put it up front. In this, that balance is lost at the unit level. I'll come to that a little later. Okay. A very important factor of the Indian Armed Forces is that we have some fantastic service traditions and ethos. That's the fourth square, the middle one, middle row. You need to retain these service traditions and ethos. If you lose them, you're going to lose uh, fighting efficiency. Also, the army, which has a rich history, right from the days of Mahabharata. Okay. I mean, everyone thinks it's a British army, hand-me-down, colonial, imperialistic designs and thinking. No. Our men come from villages. They're rooted to the ground. They get those traditions. They get that ethos. So you can't lose that. This is under danger in this scheme, the way it is being rolled out. Change has to be gradual. You can't say it by from tomorrow that the army will change uh, where or the armed forces will change and you'll have only people with four years entry. That's too drastic. Any drastic change is an unstable change. You need to go into it slowly. Change has to be acceptable and voluntary. Obviously, in this case, it is not acceptable. Why it is not acceptable is a different story. Poor communications, X, Y, Z. That's not the point. But your scheme has to be naturally acceptable. It has to be easy to implement. Right? It has to blend with your existing system. 
you the new system has to come in and the old system has to go out naturally that is not there if from tomorrow it is only agnivir who is coming in and then you have two classes of the youngsters on one story and the old people on another story you have a problem you have a class divide straight away you cannot add to the burden of the commanding officer and the units the units fight the war the army doesn't fight the war the navy doesn't fight the war the, the ships fight the war that ship they and the infantry battalion and the artillery regiment and that armored regiment has to be fit to fight the war if you turn over people too fast and you get too many inexperienced people and with this business of uh oh, assessing a guy right from the day he comes in you're only performance oriented then you're not building team you will agree with me when two people are in competition with each other they cannot be a team i mean it's a fundamental of management team building comes in when competitiveness reduces the current model induces competitiveness from the word go and a high degree of competitiveness because 75% have to go out that's not good right and you need to have better choices for exit you have to generate choices at this point of time i'm afraid most of the choices which are being generated more over and above what was announced 3 days back are an afterthought not a prethought not planned okay still i'll go with it and let's see how we can make it better and then you need to understand that for the past 2 years due to the covid you have stopped all recruitment that is 130000 vacancies maybe over 50 to lakhs to a crore have prepared and appeared for it in part and they are waiting plus another 75000 vacancies would have come in in this year against the 225000 vacancies potentially as in the old system you just release 46000 and you told everyone you compete for it is it fair naturally the youth will get uh, upset there are your boys so we have to do something for them and of course once the youth gets upset his father mother his, his society his, his street politics everyone will come into the fray and that's what we are seeing we should stop that you know i think first we should do something to ensure all this mayhem stops and that appeal is not going out i am worried about that you are trying to justify your scheme stop this right can i have the next slide okay what is this tenets of this agnipath which we should go into first and foremost it's a national scheme ownership is of the government mod is only nodal the ministry of defense is only nodal the army is of the nation so i i'm sure everyone understands this but the what one comes what comes through in the tv is that the defense minister calls the chiefs some uh, uh, you know consultation takes place and an announcement is made what about the other ministries what about everyone else who is the central person going to say look i am going to handle the agnipath and this is what the 
a whole package is right. You need a whole of government approach. Defense, home, other ministries, they cannot be compartmentalized and segregated. Take the holistic package. If you're going to push 75% out, those 75% who are going out should have a reasonable degree of assurance that there are avenues available for them to relocate. At least give them a fair chance. People are missing that. Okay. This whole thing should contribute to better operational efficiency as a unit in the front line. Like I said, if there's too much competitiveness, no experience, there's too much churn, there's no team spirit, you reduce the training. So that means people are not proficient enough. You expect on-the-job training in the battlefield. Then you're putting a lot of things at risk. And a lot of people have given me feedback on what I've analyzed. That, look, your numbers are right. In any case, the wise chief himself has confirmed those numbers. I've worked on those numbers. And as per those numbers, the operational efficiency of a unit will go down. Is that acceptable? It is not. So Agnipath has to ensure that cannot go. And then you have to enhance and induct new technologies, enable that. ITIs will not help you. ITIs don't give you trained manpower to absorb technology. The technology in defense is far different from what is in I, tech, uh, being taught in ITIs. Look, take it from me. I teach defense technologies in IIT Madras to PhD and MS and MTech students. And it's one of the most subscribed uh, subjects in IIT Madras electives as a as a graded four point graded uh, course. And I know what's the difference between those people who are uh, reading pure technology and coming to my class and learning about defense technology. There's a big ocean. We can't dilute standards of our soldiers. We need to meet people's aspiration. There's a societal responsibility all of us have. Are we doing enough for the man who's putting his life on the line? Even for four years, if he has to serve, he's put his life on the line for those four years. At 21 or 22, when he comes out, if you tell him, look, you are a better man and you can go and fight the world, is it fair? Is he going to be a retired Fauci on 21 when he goes to see his bride? What are you doing? I have just retired from the army. That can't happen. That, these are the kind of jokes which are coming out on the internet. Okay. I mean, that's not. Then we need to take everyone along transparently. Whatever we do now, we are in a situation, we can't go back. There's no choice of this transformation being, because if you go back, and say you withdraw this Agnipath scheme, that's the end of transformation, that's the end of reform. You have to go forward. How to go forward is the issue. These are the tenets you have to follow. At least this is what I suggest. And this is what I feel. Okay. Next. Right. Let's just analyze a little of this conceptually before I come to the actual thing. If you see the left, Agnipath, the left arrow, is based on a push model. You're pushing people up. Okay. And pushing people out. 
whereas you need to have in this modified agnipath which i am now suggesting you need to have a push you need to have a peel and you need to have a pull all three unless you have this all three things put together your transformation is incomplete otherwise if you just try to push the system you will find uh, resistance you will find resistance to change like i said it has to be attractive and acceptable it will be attractive and acceptable if you condition people for all these three push pull and peel okay next this is the model i mean this is the crux of this entire story first there should be no change in training continue with your one year training okay then instead of saying that you serve for four years only and get out okay keep that boy for five years and in the first five years you can have anything between 15 to 25% exiting and in, you can increase this incrementally over a 10 year period start with just 15% which is acceptable so the rest 85% continue then the next exit is at 7 years maybe another 15 to 25 i mean you know and at 9 years you have 15 to 25 another exit that means over a 9 4 to 9 years 5 year period you have you exit the same 75% go on it incrementally today you try for the next 5 to 6 years just do 15 15 percent 20% 25% get to that and go maybe you in the five year this thing you leave it at 15% but at nine years you exit 30% so that ultimately by the ninth year of service 75% get exited then you the churn in the unit is reduced you retain experience you condition that man to go you convince him look if you are good only 15% will be taken out you should be in the first 85% his sense of competition reduces his sense of fear reduces and he starts accepting his situation right and then you have today you don't have any method of assessing a, a boy till he becomes an nco how can you start assessing him from day one when you don't have a system so you have to evolve a system and that system is there in fact i have not seen anyone talking of it but my va is of looking at it it has to be a metric based uh, centralized assessment part of upgradation uh, let me explain this upgradation business every soldier with time he upgrades his skill he becomes from grade 1 say grade 4 he comes starts as a grade 4 then he becomes grade 3 then grade 2 and grade 1 so his in his proficiency these are his four grades so use this upgradation as a metric and the percentage he gets there make his merit and keep compounding his merit at 5 years 9 years 7 years and 9 years so that his he knows that if he performs and he does well you know it's a cumulative factor it is not it's sustained it is not a cutthroat thing that you fight for it in 4 years after 4 years you have to start looking around so you are rewarding consistent excellence correct he knows that and proficiency will improve discipline will improve everything will improve 
he'll understand teamwork maybe in the first two years you don't even talk to him about going out and five years is a good enough period five years also gives you the leeway in the first exit to prepare him to go out that's the next point let's say how get back to that okay then you have you oh, right the next is merit based exit of the bottom 25% at each stage it could be i said 25% it could be 15% only you soften the blow from 75% exit if only 15% have to exit there's a big difference in the way people will perceive it you increase it later right and then you give him an improvement avenue a chap you give him a second chance in life someone who's not performed at 5 years can perform better in the next 2 years can perform better in the next 2 years and still come up you give him a chance today he doesn't have a chance if for some reason he is not he's got a accident or something he has to go out he doesn't have a uh, you know chance back then you give him relocation time if you have 5 years one year training four years in the unit you can give him afford to give him two to three months relocation time where he, if he has to go out he can get relocated and you know prepare for that relocation i'll come to that relocation what all and then you have to give him some kind of assured relocation proper avenues it is not that no no you are a better man so corporate will take you or you are a good guy so you you have confidence and then you know anyone will absorb you i also been a good guy no one absorbed yeah, shankar i think i i seem to have lost you uh, can you hear me sir yeah i can hear you uh, viewers uh, he'll be rejoining shortly um, just stay tuned may i request all of you to like this video go ahead sir yeah so there has to be assured relocation right where he knows that even if he's out from here he's got a clear path ahead okay next please okay now there will be people who will become low medical categories in this four years and there will be people who will become low medical categories who are senior so this is where the peel factor comes in as low medical categories happen in the army give them assured side stepping into cpa caps or government jobs or alternate career at any stage any stage so that he doesn't feel that look i have become a low medical category i have no future so give him an avenue then open up general ravishankar can you expand capf please yeah it is central armed police forces okay thank you sir okay then you open voluntary exit at every stage people still want to go home after the thing for many reasons just have a open voluntary exit right then you have now here's the crux you have a fixed pension system now almost fixed you have a graded pension system and you have a graded severance system here today you said one single thing cut off four years so much is what you'll get and get out it's good i'm not saying it's bad at all but that induces fear what will happen if i don't get something else and this 20 lakhs which i got also goes or 11 lakhs i got also goes and i can give you enough stories where this he'll he might lose right so you need a graded system and a severance system which is graded it's not fixed yeah general ravishankar 
do these last two points you mentioned go against the one grade one pension system that was assured in with much fanfare sir no that is not one grade it is one rank one pension oh one rank, rank sorry one rank one yeah. pension you're so right this is that's for, what i meant yeah. this is a graded severance system based hmm yours we seem to be uh, yeah go, go ahead sir you're back you're back yeah, yeah. so this is a, a, a graded severance system and a graded pension system a combination of this will give a better uh, thing rather than a fixed one okay next okay now where do you take them out cipfs 30% side stepping has to be done this 10% which has been uh, announced by the home ministry is far too less if you are taking 75% out of the army at every year and that strength is almost equivalent just 10% intake is will not meet the thing so it has to be around 30% that's the minimum then you need yeah general yashankar i think i get the gist of what you are going with sir what you are saying if i understand you correctly because i want to set the stage for the other boxes yeah. five years means the minimum time the person serves in the army, army. and he gets the peak conditioning there he goes through the hardest tests hardest maneuvers hardest experience possible so it is a waste to try and not use his skills in capf where the pace is perhaps a little less, less. but at the same time this whole thing that he has learned can be put to full effect is that correct yeah. sir yeah yeah i agree with you completely yeah, yes. yeah just get back to that uh, slide there's another variation in this you don't recruit let the capf recruit and give you people let them serve for 2 3 more years with you 4 years 5 years that can be decided and they go back the same thing the the uh, thing on the you know arm forces reduces so this is one then we need to utilize the quota in central and state state, state services a lot of jobs on this goes unutilized right and for this you need to empower these people and have a different approach you have to have a organized method to say look if you want to go for back to your state and serve you will will train you somewhere we you need to have a structure for this then there are a whole lot of banks psus and insurance companies why can't we have a reserved quota there fixed let them look that guy has to have a bouquet i can go here i can go here and i can go here right now all that is not in the clear. look mind you all these are there huh? banks have a, a quota for ex servicemen you increase it so that those people have choices and assured choices corporates corporates have beyond a particular limit say if the corporate is about 100 people beyond that you know small uh, businesses can't handle uh, this but big corporates they should be mandatory and they may be in incentivized as whatever something like a csr that's a different story but they should be mandatory it's not that you know i will take no you will take 3% 4% 5% as ex servicemen not as guards that's the worst best thing yeah general ravishankar i have to say this at this point of time i doubt the moral access of many people who are uh, you know serving at the state level police units because the way these people were recruited was not based on their ability but based on how much money they could come up with 
who they could grease, what was the ruling power at that point of time, which was, again, you know, favoring a particular community or a caste. This is how the recruitment has been done. What is not to like for all the state governments to get somebody who knows that there is a, who has a very clear identity idea, who has, who knows what his priorities are, nation first, then everything else, everything else comes after. No, no. And this itself, the... I have a problem right now. So go ahead, sir. I just wanted to no, make that point. I agree with you to some extent, but the fact is there are already vacancies. There are already quotas, even in state police forces for these people. See, it's you not see? as if the vacancies are not there. Vacancies are there. You need to focus. That's the point I'm trying to make. You need this awareness across the board. That, okay, when you come out after five years or seven years or nine years, this is one vacancy you should try. Your choice is yours to try or not try. Okay. Yeah, next. Right. Then you also have to look at free education or skill development. You have a skill development system. Huge skill development uh, ministry. Skill them. Then you have to look at empowerment and business enablement. Milk booths, vegetable booths, oil agencies, transport cooperatives. You give them loan assistance, but quantify it. It's not as if the government is not doing it. Government has said, we'll give you loans, we'll put you on business and all that. But if you say you take loan and choose your business, where will you go? But if you say, okay, here, you go back to your state, we'll give you a fertilizer agency or an oil agency, we'll give you a transport cooperative or something like that. The Army, Navy and the Air Force itself can say, okay, all CHTs which they are hiring will be of ex-servicemen, of Agnivirs. We spend a lot on this. Develop it. Right. Now, the defense civilian cadre to be ESM. Today, the RM has said 10%. Why 10%? It could be much more. Right. Then, like I said, ESM transport, ex-servicemen transport. You could create a startup ecology. Have you start think thought of that after five, seven, nine years of service? This fellow is full of ideas and beans. Give him a startup. Give him the problem. It might not be for everyone, but there will be people. So you have to develop a bouquet, a clear bouquet of alternatives for this chap. You say, this is what you have. Choose what you want. And you we are giving you enough time to choose what you want. Four years, he is worried. But when you say five years and plus seven years and going to nine years, he's got time to mentally switch to all and he'll develop that maturity to switch to all. You might not agree with me at this point of time. I have no problem. You might have different views. I have no problem. But let's amend it. But you need to have something forward looking. Yeah. General, quick question. You said ex-servicemen transport. I have a philosophical question, sir, and I just wanted to run it by you since you know the nuts and bolts of uh, all the equipment and so on. So let us say there is an army truck that is being used to ferry troops back and forth to the border and so on. That is, say, let us say five years old. I don't know when you retire the truck itself as for roadworthiness or whatever you want. But that same truck perhaps can be used in civilian by just reshaping the body. You know, those kinds of incentives can be given to the ESM transport people saying that you get this thing and then you repurpose the thing, change the body and then use it for uh, civilian no, uh, that, transport. That, uh, that is an old way of looking at it. Let me be very this thing. Today, the amount of uh, the civil height transport which the forces use, especially for mobilization, movement of goods and all, you can go in for bigger ones. And 
the scope is huge. The scope is huge. It's much beyond these discarded trucks and all that. Right? You give them, you, you can build a beautiful ex-servicement network of uh, vehicles and they'll be useful for you during mobilization. Yes, yes. You know, if you go to Ladakh, if you go to Ladakh, Leh Ladakh, all transports which the army uses there is from the local cooperatives. And if I say the local cooperatives will only be for ex-servicemen, have ex-servicemen cooperatives, you have that manpower readily available to you. You have to connect with the people during war. So there are a lot of things you can do. We are not, you know, we're not thinking on those lines. I don't see it in the TVs. I don't see the government thinking on these lines. That's the point I'm trying to put across. The Look, in a developing, which is, we are the fastest developing economy in the world. You mean to say we can't handle 50,000 boys every year? That's all going to come out? We can. We just have to give that degree of assurance. Okay. Uh, can you go back to the previous slide, please? I think there's yeah, one yeah, box please. that is not covered. Yeah. 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 Startup ecology. We've covered all. We've covered all in this. Okay. 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 Next one. Okay. What are the immediate steps you have to take? We need to enhance vacancies to peak training capacity. Whatever your training capacity is, enhance it. All those boys who are COVID affected during that break, they should be given a fair chance, finish tests and complete the process. The only caveat is that hereafter, it will be this modified Agni uh, path. Or you will be a modified Agnivir. That's the only caveat. And put it. Look, you might not agree with five years, seven years, nine years. It could be six years, eight years, ten years. That's a matter of detail. It could be 15%, 25% and 40% later on. That's a matter of detail. But if you do not ease the system out, I don't think you'll be able to implement it also. And when you ease the system, the lot of problems at the unit level and for the system get resolved. And you'll get the same benefits. You might not save so much money, but in the long run, the investment which you do in this will give you out of proportion benefits. And you retain everything what I've said. You go back to the tenets which I've said, you'll see that you'll be able to do it. Right. Uh, I think we finished with the, uh, yeah, the last one. So what is the path ahead? Generate acceptability. Restore law and order. That has to start immediately. Reach out to people and say, look, let, we are going to rework it. We're going to come out with a better thing very fast. Quickly promulgate a modified model. Accept some. Don't accept it. No problem. But do something which is acceptable. And the principles also have to be accepted with a broad roadmap. You need to have an implementation commission or a board under the PMO. Above the thing, so that tomorrow we are looking at it. 10-year perspective. This government will be there, might not be there. Some other government will come. It has to be through the parliament. Maybe through an act of the parliament. So that it's not an executive order. Executive orders get changed. It can't be a judicial order. Right? So you have to go through that. You have to work out your details in the next six months for the immediate implementation. But don't worry. You have another three years of four years before you really have you to crystallize the screen. But you have to give assurance to people. 
you recommends or recommends all suspended recruitment tests immediately because you given them a assurance earlier you can't go back on that and this is something which a previous ag rakesh sharma general rakesh sharma also was talking of yesterday and this is probably what has started this uh, apprehension amongst the youth okay like i said earlier enrollment has to be based on agnipath terms and conditions and you publish a time based implementation schedule not open ended and this is the time maybe we are in a bit of a crisis but every crisis is an opportunity let's use this to communicate what we can do as a government as a nation for these chaps right my last word before i'm open to questions whatever i have said is absolutely non partisan i have no interest this is absolutely cold professional point of view devoid of politics devoid of any bias irrespective of the fact on which platform i'm going to speak because whatever ideas i get from you people the audience today i'm going to take it we already uh, programmed a webinar on 28th where two aoc and c uh, uh, and a uh, naval goc and c are equivalent right and uh, the one of the mss of the indian army are going to be in a panel and i'm going to moderate the discussion i'm going to take all these points give them to you say give them to them and say come up with your path so that we have a, a wider thing and then we go ahead with a a well defined way a more logical way to do things based on experience and then we'll give it to the government let the government take the call but one thing i am clear we can't roll back second thing i am clear we have to go forward and third thing we have to take everyone along we are a nation which is going to become a global power we can't have entry into the military through broken trains or burning trains that's all i have to say jai hind and i'm open to questions uh, general ravi shankar uh, before we uh, yeah there is yeah, the, this is the, the one. webinar yeah yeah 28 we're going to have air marshal anil chopra general vinod bhatia and uh, general uh, uh, i mean uh, admiral anil chopra you've seen who they are and i'll be moderating it i would request all of you to register i might not be able to give you all the answers not do i have all the answers but i just given you some thoughts maybe they'll come up with better thoughts <laughs> I, i mean i honestly hope that we come up with better thoughts yeah, i would like I, the I, best for my armed forces and my nation i have heard some of them in person sir a very very impressive set of people yeah. that you have there and uh, Uh, general devishankar before i throw open the floor for questions i just want one question answered by you sir this is the this is what i think the prime minister will ask as soon as something like this reaches its table first the question that he asked i hope it reaches its table well <laughs> we can always hope sir <laughs> so th- th- this is your agnipat expense cost and and this is modified agnipat can you kind of give us a back of the envelope calculations as to how much you think it will increase the cost footprint in the modified agnipath just i'm not going to hold you to it 
ಔಟ್ ಮೋ then uh, you know so you have to look at it holistically you have to have a 360 degree outlook it cannot be an accountant's approach and i am afraid i am afraid that a lot of this approach has been on an accountant's approach there are hidden costs in this agnipath model which are very costly right so you will save more in the long run if you ease the system out today the system is too tight i mean when i say the system the agnipath system is too tight again i'll reiterate do you need it yes do you need it in the current form no do you need it in the modified form yes right is my model the best no i agree but this is just the start All right then let's take some questions now for the good general Mr Lee wants to know many retired personnel are opposed to all india all class recruitment in agnipat is in class regimentation at pbor level a colonial era practice following discredited martial race theory look we are already in all india all class re- recruitment there no recruitment is all india all class how you organize yourself to fight is different right and it is not on a martial race theory there are no martial races left in the in anywhere in the world it is just that we are using a tradition and reinforcing it that's all okay so that i am from artillery 75% of artillery is mixed all india all class units 25% of artillery is going on uh, the uh, you know single class units i am from a single class unit but is it the best system no is it the worst system no it's a balanced system there are tremendous advantages of that there are tremendous advantages of both have the best of both what's wrong with it why are you getting into mental blocks that you should have it's an imperial system or not whether it's an imperial system or not it works Uh, general Ravishankar, from my curiosity, what does PBOR stand for, sir? Yeah, uh, Personal Below Officer Rank. They are oh, the JCOs and, JCOs, and NCOs, yeah, JCOs, NCOs and other ranks. Right? Next question, please. Yeah. Girinath Paranjyoti wants to know, sir, we have seen cases where individuals who are mentally disturbed shooting other in the army. It is feared with Agnipat that individuals might harm public once out of service. Is this concern valid? i don't think uh, i am too bothered about it at this point of time because our society has lives by different norms right and uh, our society is not an armed society or where arms are easily available like in western societies especially in usa i can see where this uh, question is coming from uh, I, i and uh, if we handle this whole situation right and we condition this chap the national objectives will be achieved 
he'll go a better man a better qualified guy a more confident chap to contribute to the society why should we think negatively we should think positively that when i send a man out from the armed forces he is my ambassador he is the nation's ambassador he is going to uplift the values of the system and our nation let's look at it positively this is not something which i has even remotely come to my mind i have confidence in our men i have tremendous confidence in our uh, society they have not um, let me down ever general ravi shankar uh, mandar karnik wants to know what is better for infantry all india service or class based recruitment look again there is no class based rec- recruitment let me put it at this thing it is a all india all class recruitment your recruitment you recruit it is only that you send these people to different regiments in one class so that there is a bonding okay let me give you a personal example which i have quoted in my unit I, it was a pure rajput unit it has it uh, lineage from the state forces of bikaner going 400 years i have had people uh, say look my grandfather was in this regiment i want to join this regiment people have come to me and said when i was a commanding officer in fact when i was a, a, a director general of artillery my own jcos and ncos used to come to me sir my son has got into the army please send him to our regiment there's an affinity there's a strength it is not it is not on some you know uh, weak class theory or a mental construct okay your recruitment is all india all class you are only organized in you know a particular class it's good to have jats why what's wrong with it they are from the same area the background is the same they gel better they fight better right i don't this is just a mental block which most of us have at the same time all india all classes will deliver some of my best artillery units for all india all class mixed so let's not have fixed ideas okay we should do we should do what is best for ourselves yeah uh, next question from mr lee is there any truth in the allegations that training has been halved how much training did indian army give jawans in emergency recruitment during previous wars 62 65 71 kargil look uh, let's be very clear there no allegation there no question of training being how the only time training is now being uh, proposed to be changed is in this uh, recruitment process otherwise when faced with the emergency situation right when faced with an emergency situation and you need more manpower you need some reserve manpower up front what happens is you take stock of your people those who you feel are at a stage of training where they can cope with the outside world you send them you fast forward the training or terminate the training you say okay he's good enough he's 90% fit the balance 10% i'll take a risk but if he's not 50% risk is not sent so there's no uh, that's the way it is done and i can tell you with some degree of confidence because i've gone through all these operations some of these operations at least op vijay i was a commanding officer so i know what happens so that uh, i mean there's no nothing to worry about it the indian army is too strong 
army navy and the air force are that's why i said our traditions are fantastic and strong if you see in the last article you see what an ex marine had said about the armed forces don't lose that we can't afford to lose that that's our biggest strength arjun wants to know av intake will be 1.6 lakh by 2030 per year 40000 absorbed under ops ops 4 years later old recruitment for 60000 training staff will be tripled so one question at a time sir this is very complicated yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll explain what he said i have understood see currently you are taking in about 50 to 60000 uh, people into the system when you have four years so oh, and that guy whom you train he is there in the system for 15 years you don't have to retrain him but when you put him out after four years and you start another cycle after another cycle has to start he has to be replaced so over a 15 year period there are three and a half cycles or 3 3.75 cycles that means you have to train nearly four times the people even if you have the training you end up with training two times the people when you train two times the people your training capacity is have to increase and your uh, your staff has to uh, increase it's not tripled but it will increase to that extent where will that staff come from they have to come from units experienced people right it's it's like a snake which is going to eat its own tail where do you get the experienced people if you are getting that experienced people you are eating into the 25% of experience who are going to be there that's the diciness of the system which is the why i am saying is 5 7 9 years you will get a better exit rate you'll experience everything and you'll be able to sort all these issues out right so uh, that's the point so the current system has a problem let's accept it if you don't accept it then it's a different story the current method will create problems even in the experienced people available in the unit even in the inexperienced people available in the unit that balance which i spoke of is lost yeah um just curious 40 wants to know if you make it so complicated will it serve the purpose it's not complicated Look, i'm trying to simplify it <laughs> i am trying to simplify it right you unless you simple the present system gives more complications than what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is this simple you just continue with the current system it's only that you have a graded exit system you don't change the recruitment pattern you don't change the training pattern you don't change the training capacities you don't change anything you just change the exit system you then tweak this and you get give yourself time to relocate these chaps you don't have to have deal with 75% boys or rather see look in a year 75000 is will be the average intake after some time when once you reach stability okay uh army navy air force out of 75000 70% go out that means what 50000 people go out 50 55000 at 4 years why are you trying to grapple with 50000 spread this 50000 over another 5 years isn't it a easier problem and why do you want to grapple with them every 6 months do it every one year once in a year ease your own problems out yes i am trying to simplify the system okay 
Next the question, question is, yeah, I think I have, everyone will have his suggestions. I agree with you. I think hmm. this is one model. If it's acceptable, fine. If it's not acceptable, so be it. But at least it'll give some input for someone. You say, shoot down the system, but what's your alternate model? Right. The current model is not sustainable. I mean, that I'm very clear about. It can't be sustained. It can't be sustained in any case. Before that, the people uh, on the streets are speaking more than I am speaking. So that's a different story. Uh, here is the question from Devasis Patnayak. If this is the case, why nobody gave a thought over it? We were made to believe that this scheme is seeing the light of day only after two years of brainstorming sessions in the army or elsewhere. We're getting confused with so much contradictory views on this scheme. I agree with this lady completely. Or I don't know whether... Oh, he supports Nupur Sharma. Okay. Yeah. I agree with Debus's Patnaik's view. What happens is, people have, who have been working on this scheme have got caught in a box. Right? And they've done this entire thinking in a box. This out-of-the-box thinking has been lacking. They have not had someone say, play the devil's advocate. They have not had someone to give a think tank or you know a commission to say, okay, this is what it is. Give us a solution, then we'll see what to do. It's all in-house thinking, uh, driven more by economics. Like I said, more by accounts, more by uh, you know trying to reduce the pension bill and some cut and paste solutions and all that. And uh, as a result, I think. Uh, things have gone a little um, uh, they have not met the aspirations of the people uh, before we go to the next question um, my expectation of this program's viewership was more than what it is that I am seeing I am happy that so many of you are watching but we could do a much better job because General Ravishankar has stated the problem and he is also stating the solution you often don't come across both sides Usually, somebody will poke holes and then leave it at that. At least General Ravishankar is trying to give you a way out. And I expect that most people who watch this thing, even after it airs, will understand a lot of the questions, their apprehensions answered. So please, viewers, all you need to do is just like this viewer video and let's see how it does after this airs. Thank you very much. Next question, please. Kala Das wants to know, or Kala Das wants to know, why is PM Modi not taking a tough stand with the rioters? People cannot indulge in stone pelting and arson. Well, I agree with what uh, Kala Das says, but that's a question which has to be given to uh, the PM. I, I don't want to talk about it. You have to... Uh, I'm sure the chief ministers, uh, the prime minister, uh, the state authorities, the police people, they're doing what they have to do, right? So, I wouldn't like to second-guess what they're supposed to do. Santosh Bannur wants to know, as this recruitment is voluntary, why again would the individuals require a reservation to be placed in companies or corporates at 22 years? They have a long life ahead of them to think. Yeah, that's a very altruistic way of looking at it. You're looking at a boy, a village boy, who wants a career in the armed forces. It's also his livelihood. If after four years putting his life on the line, he has to start searching again for his livelihood, uh, 
well, he he will have problems. And for something which has been prepared for four years, if you see on the TV, some people have said, I've, I'm being, I'm preparing for two to three years for getting into the army. Does he have to prepare for two to three years to get into the army only to serve in it for four years? That's the question he's asking. Right? So, I think there's a genuine, the aspiration of the youth is something which we have to understand. Okay, let me flip it somewhere else. I'm of the era where when we were young majors, I was doing staff college in Wellington in 1991, when the Mandal Commission happened. And the government of the day fell because of that. And there were a lot of problems. Why? The youth didn't accept it. Was Mandal Commission bad? No. Even at that time in a state like Tamil Nadu had more reservations than what the Mandal Commission recommended. Tamil Nadu has progressed. It's not a bad, uh, uh, you know, reservation policy which was recommended by the commission. Yet people emulated themselves. People, there were riots, there were everything in the government fell. Right? So, the we are looking at a class of people who need to be reached out to. They have to understand this. Obviously, they have not understood the intent of the government. That's not gone through. And that lack of communication is something which many people are accepting. Right? So, I think we need to think this a little differently. Kedar Bide wants to know, how are government agencies made responsible for employment of Agnivir? Yeah, how are um, um, government agencies made responsible? That's why I said have a commission or a board, implementation board, then they'll be made up responsible. You fix quotas, ensure that those quotas are uh, filled. They are available. Most of the time, the quotas are available and no one knows about it. How to approach that, how to get hold of that quota, no one knows. That empowerment and that enablement has to be there. For example, I, I, I came to know this after I retired. Let, let me be very honest. When one uh, uh, artillery boy came to me and he met me in IIT and he said, Sir, I am appearing for the Tamil Nadu Public Service Commission. Uh, you know, through the Tamil, uh, Tamil Nadu Public Service Commission, I am applying for a job. So I said, how do you do it? He said, Sir, I go to the website, I have searched out, I go on to the... Uh, Ex-servicemen's uh, association. They said all this. Then I, I was told, look, you have to apply. You have to appear for only these subjects. Basically, Tamil. He had to clear that. So I had to go through that Tamil course and then apply. And I'm reasonably sure I'll get my vacancy because I'm on a quota. I said, why? Because no one applies for it. That's the problem. So you need to empower him and you need to enable him. Empowerment is getting that vacancy to him, uh, enabling him is preparing him for that vacancy. If we do that, you will see a tremendous outflow. Plus, what I all those things you I mean, sky is the limit. After all, these are our boys who are gonna serve to in our for us when we are sitting here doing this webinars. Some chap tomorrow, some Agnivir will be in Siachen Glacier at minus 40 degrees, losing his fingers for frost, due to frostbite. We are responsible for them. 
Uh, before we take the next question, one one unasked for piece of advice. Viewers, those of you who are watching or young, read, read, read. I give you a simple example. I put out five-minute video hangout monologues. I have to spend 10 times the time, 50 minutes, five zero minutes to give a five-minute video because that is the amount of preparation it takes. You want to say something well, you need to do that. So what General is also hinting at is if you, you need to read, you need to go out and read all the stuff up there. There are lots of opportunities that are going a begging. Next question, please. I don't know what the language is, so I can't tell the name. I can't read the name. Namaskaram, General okay. Ravishankar. Konkani. Yeah, Agnipat, like the PLA conscript. No, it's not. There is no equivalent between the PLA conscript system and us. Conscript is you go tell a chap you're drafted, you get into the army, serve your two, three years and get out. Okay. It's not like that in the, this thing. We are only saying that your terms and conditions are not going to be as before. It's a change in terms of conditions. Right? And it's voluntary, not conscript. Yeah, it's voluntary. You want to come, come. If you don't want to come, don't come. It's a different thing. The people, number of people who want to come are more, who want to make army a profession quite a bit, right? Look, even now, people come to me and say, sir, please put my son in the army. Everyone. Okay. So, uh, people want to join the army. Okay. Army, Navy, Air Force, all three. Ashutosh Kumar, tell me why would a Jawan sacrifice his life, his life, where the country is not even able to fulfill his basic necessities, a simple minimum pay? A Jawan is literally putting his life online on the border. Well, when you look at this question at face value, I agree. But let me also put the other way around. For 40 years, I was in the army. I have always put my life on the line. I was very confident that my country will stand by me. You got a scheme which has some issues. It is not as if the country is not with them. Okay. And I'm very confident that this situation will never come when a man puts his life on the line and India doesn't look after him. That did not happen. This is a temporary blip. I have the confidence that we'll get over it. And Girinath Paranjyoti again, sir, what kind of job will Agnivir be given? Since jobs like radar operators, tank operators, etc. requires a lot of training and experience, uh, perhaps only basic infantry jobs. He's just guessing that. No, I don't, uh, that, I, I don't agree with you, this question at all. Uh, if he's uh, Agnivir, uh, say if he has to get into a missile unit, his training will be different. Like I said, six months is too short. I, I agree. Six months will not produce someone who can go and touch a missile also. There's no doubt about it. But one-year training, we do it. After all, the currently, okay, you can't have one year. You won't have nine months, no problems. You can compress certain things, all that. Uh, six months is too short. Uh, Eleven months is what it is today. You can have something in between. That's okay. But... A system in the army is so good, army, navy, and the air force is so good that we'll make him do what we want him to do. The new system will take time to adjust. We will do that. But the current, this proposal of the Agnipath as it stands, is going to be very difficult. Right? 
so that needs a change on that i have no doubt and i'm sure people concerned people are taking note of it amiya wants to know what would be the cost of lumpen elements taking the training and being used after friday prayers like direct action day against nationalists ah uh, well uh, this is a subject which uh, everyone is speculating uh, but has it happened so many people exit the army navy and the air force on a daily basis 60000 people enter uh, this thing has it happened barring one or two it is not uh, this thing so i don't think and i i am very clear whether it's a friday prayer or a tuesday prayer it doesn't matter me a sausage or a sunday morning prayer it doesn't matter me a sausage i in the army i have learned all religions are the same we believe in them let me give you my own example oh, when i was uh, the uh, director general of artillery we had a very major reunion in the artillery center where old uh, men officers everyone came it lasted for 3 days this was in 2015 the first start point of that reunion was a function in the mandir in the masjid in the gurdwara and the church i still have photographs of them and only after we did this you know as a sarv dharm approach did we uh, uh, go into the others so we have to have that faith pradeep tumati wants to know i see a proposal for 10% reservation in the agnipat scheme is this true 10% for whom now i i general revision i think what happens is the questions come even as we are talking about various things and therefore there's a out of sequence thing pradeep no. the, your question has been answered by general revision you just have to go back and watch the video yeah mr lee how did the azad hind fauj organize themselves did they follow regimentation similar to british indian army did indian army after 47 reuse any of the ins best practices look uh, that is not relevant to the agnivir system so i, yeah, I don't think let's let it go yeah. let it go come in please army needs continuous fresh blood what would be the impact of two years gap in recruitment on average average of combat ready young personnel see uh, we had this uh, gap in recruitment due to covid and this is not for us only even pla has had it everyone has had gone through this it is a universal phenomenon the two years of this lost life for the whole world is uh, not something unique to india or the indian army okay so there is no doubt that we have not had this uh, recruitment and there is a vacancies across the board but look this is an opportunity this is a time when you can try this agni veer uh, proposal out if it doesn't work you can revert back but look at it other way if you make good all these people in one go it is like overstuffing a pipe it will burst you have to peel off so the the best time to go through with this agnivir proposal is now when you have the capacity to do it how you do it is a different story look i might not agree with the proposal at this point of time 
But the fact that you have to go through the proposal is indisputable. And this is the best opportune time is also indisputable. Do you need to improve this proposal? Yes. Yeah. Um, viewers, we have about four or five more questions pending, but we request that at this point of time, we will not be able to take any new questions. And because those four or five questions will take about five to 10 minutes. And, and I just want to make sure that uh, we have a balance here. When, and people look at the recorded video and they look at the time. Sometimes there's a hesitation. Oh, my God, I have to invest one hour and 20 minutes on this. So that, but we want everybody to watch this one because here is a real, real solution and a real, real uh, problem description, examination of the problem in detail. So everything is important because it's a self-contained video, in my opinion. Let's go to the next question. Jairam Moor Kanikara. I hope I got it right. What is the best place to read about the scheme? Also, can we have a YouTube-like forum for these schemes where people can give feedback and opinions? You can well, give opinions uh, here. A lot yeah, of people read. There's also a YouTube forum. You can yeah. give an opinion here. Yeah. But what is the best place to read about the scheme? I think MOD would have it on its site. MOD, Army, Navy, and the Air Force would have it on their sites. Right? If you go through their websites, and there, the Agnipat scheme, they come out with brochures, they come out with FAQs, everything is on uh, social media. In fact, I've read about it more in the social media than anywhere else. Dharmam Talekakkum, it's a pseudonym, I guess. How come Haryana and Bihar and protest are protesting, but Rajasthan is not? Uh, Jat and Bihar regiments are on a spree, but Rajput and Punjab, Gurkha, Assam regiments are not. What are we missing here? No, they are missing nothing. Uh, don't read into it. Uh, there's no regiments which are not uh, the same. I think uh, this is not a fair question also. Okay. Uh, you have to understand, people in Bihar prepare for entrance exams very intensely. Bihar prepares very intensely for IAS exams. Bihar prepares very intensely for every kind of an entrance exam. That's their culture. So they're feeling that's how it is. So is it for the uh, Haryanvis. It is, they want to get into the army. They'll do anything for that. So I don't think we should uh, talk like this. Yeah. Next question, please. Krishna Bhaskar Turga. The Agnipath program has received many discussions, analysis, and feedback from the army. Why are political parties politicizing it? What does the army not give warning to the army not give? Look, political parties will politicize everything. That's their job. So, I mean, you tell me one political party anywhere in the world who will not politicize it. That's politics, no? So, let's not get into that. But <laughs> why should the army get... Army is not the uh, instrument of the state to give a warning to political parties. No. Army is apolitical. It is not... The, again, let me be very clear. The armed forces are not... Uh, of the army, navy, and the air force, they are of the nation. They function under the government. They are under civilian control. The president of the India is their CNC. They can't take independent decisions. It is for the nation to have the army it wants. It is not for the army to have the army it want. It needs to be. If the if we as a people want an army of a particular kind, we should have that. The army can't take a decision. The army can give us advice. Right? So army can't give warning to political parties. Army can do what it is mandated to do. 
and disciplined armies when i say army army navy and air force i keep qualifying i just say army because it comes naturally to me disciplined and apolitical armies and professional armies uh, you know know where to cut, uh, draw the line and i'm very proud that i'm of a system where i know where to draw the line arjun monsuno sir those comparing with the west are not realizing that human capital at pbor level is not comparable takes more time to train also expecting them to get corporate jobs or business like city youth is this wrong my god i don't know that's what i think he's asking go ahead sir look the western society and their men are far different from ours there's no comparison and i'm proud of our men and i'm proud of our indians or youth i've seen the western armies i've seen their soldiers let me assure you you might think that you know our people are you know both have to lift feet they're not tech savvy this savvy that way but they their absorption and their ability to fight is huge i'll give you an example and this is something which i learned in 1984 in 1984 when the bofors gun came to india it was probably the most advanced guns of the world and we used to hesitate to handle it as officers i used to hesitate to handle it but our men picked it up like you know a duck to water a chap wouldn't know anything about computers he wouldn't know anything about many modern systems which are on that gun but he within a matter of no time he knew how to fire that gun better than i could i took time to learn more about the uh, uh, to get to his level of competency our men have their uh you know what shall i say hot to the ground they get to the situation fast i have tr- immense faith in our men i'll leave it at that and if they go to the uh corporate they'll do fantastic they'll outshine people every every forgy is a leader he's trained to be a leader it's a stupid corporate which doesn't take this leader into his fold Thank you very much General Ravi Shankar that was a wonderful session sir and I think uh, we have laid it out with with a complete 360 degree perspective the pros and and what can be done to tweak the system certainly agnipath is here to stay and and viewers we have done a few programs before also and we may have a few more continuing program because I think this is just the beginning of a discussion that perhaps we have had before made the announcement that's okay it doesn't matter it doesn't harm it doesn't hurt anything you can always tweak something and i'm hoping that with the people having shown their reaction to this the government is going to try and make a more equitable system and i'm hoping that this is our little contribution towards that and we are always welcome you are welcome to put in your comments do like share and subscribe to our channel and and give a big thumbs up to general ravi shankar he spent a lot of time preparing for this i can tell you because we've been talking about this for many days he's been traveling he found time to do this thing and and thank you very much sir i tip my hat to you and uh, thank, thank you. you once again viewers and please please for uh, like this video and and let this thing spread far and wide namaskar thank you